Great morning, great morning. Happy Monday. Hello, everyone. This is Lois Kofi. I'm super excited and fired up. It's June. It's a beautiful day in June 2020, and I am excited. I definitely have um, navigated a lot of pivoting, helping a lot of people pivot during this time, and I, I really am excited about this week ahead. We're we're focusing on wealth this week, and. My title today is Can Bankruptcy Create Wealth? And I know for many of you that sounds kind of uh, completely crazy. Like bankruptcy is usually considered by many something that is a worst case scenario. It's something that I know I was raised with a philosophy that you pay your bills on time, you're never late, and no matter what, you don't file bankruptcy. You you figure it out. And um, as much as I love my family dearly, uh, I also was surrounded by a lot of scarcity thought processes. I didn't realize that until I started working with mentors and coaches who shared with me their story. Um, a lot of them millionaires who actually filed a bankruptcy multiple times. Heck, even our current president, Donald Trump, whether you love him or not, doesn't matter. I don't ever want to get political on these calls. Uh, he has filed bankruptcy many, many times. And so I really went through my own journey uh, when it came to wealth. Uh, I, I just came into business for myself in my early 20s, never having been taught financial planning, never have been taught business planning, and most colleges, most colleges don't teach you all the things that you need to do to actually build a business like networking, sales, uh, sales and marketing planning, um, different types of follow up and lead generation planning, how to work with a CRM, all these different tools in our tool belt that I've amassed over the last 20 years now as a professional speaker, sales trainer, author, someone who's really, really passionate about giving you the, sk the skills and the tools. Because I, like, I, I believe that selling is a learned skill. Um, I've been in network marketing many years and I actually honestly am becoming more and more vocal about this, even in network marketing. Most companies don't teach sales, they don't teach business planning. It, they keep it simple so that really anyone can absolutely achieve wealth with it, but only 3% do, and most of those 3% did so only because either A, they learned how to sell and they learned scripts, they learned follow-up, they learned CRMs, they learned marketing, or they already had success as a business owner, as an influencer, and they just repeated that, rinse and repeat, into their business. So it's not too shocking for me to t you know to share my story that since I didn't get trained any of that, heck, I went to college for broadcast and print journalism and media, so I never learned how to sell. I never, never learned how to have sales conversations. Uh, they still, even in college, even in business classes that I did take as, as part of my minor, um, I didn't really get a lot of impact, measurable impact on how to really grow a business and grow wealth. 
So it's no surprise either. The flip side of that, after making multiple six figures, after being massively, massively successful, and I, I was saving, I was investing, I, I studied uh, T. Harbecker's, you know, uh, Millionaire Mind. I was doing all that I could do to grow and develop what I was expecting to be millions by the time I was 30. <laughs> so I, I thought I was good. I had a financial advisor, you know, I was attending real estate investment workshops and investing in real estate and I was getting my multiple streams of income, even though yes, they were all in one, pretty much one industry of real estate and mortgage and real estate investments. We're really, really programmed, like Robert Kiyosaki said, his rich dad versus his poor dad. You know, his poor dad was his own father, his own blood. And if he hadn't had a rich dad, otherwise known as a mentor, non-blood-related mentor, you know, who knows where he would be today? Because most of our subconscious mind, our personality, our thought processes, our belief systems are formed by the time we're 10. So even if they did get to us in college, with millionaire mind principles and how to invest and the value of a dollar and how to stretch a dollar, how to, how to really be frugal other than, you know, growing up with, with my German and Dutch philosophies, it was just don't spend money. Just don't spend money. Just put it under a mattress, right? Just, you know, put it in the bank. That's, that's, that's good enough, right? You know, how, how in the heck was I supposed to pivot when the recession happened? Just like some of you may be feeling right now. In 2006, I went from making 250000 a year, traveling the world, having life by the tail. I, I lost everything. Bank accounts cleaned out. Foreclosures. Uh, my wages for real estate were garnished because I wasn't able to pay my lease on my 2,000 square foot gorgeous dream space. All of my income was gone. My savings was gone. I lost three properties. You know, my, my, my credit was destroyed, which for me, I was taught that credit was everything. Credit was your self-worth. You know, if you had bad credit, therefore you were a bad person. If you couldn't pay your bills on time, you were a bad person. I went through all this psychic damage and trauma. Definitely not for nothing. I want you to get this right here, right now. What I'm sharing with you was a huge, huge transformation for me and made me a better person. Even the day that I got the call that they were going to repossess my car because I couldn't afford the $50 bill that my car had basically died at the side of the road and a cl clinic picked it up, took it in and said, hey, you know what, um, we can fix your car. Of course, I couldn't spend the seven or $800 to fix it. Then they said, well, you gotta, well, you know, tow it to your place, whatever, 50 bucks. And I said, nope, you can keep it. <laughs> and of course they made fun of me and it was, it was, it was harsh. It was, I was scared. But I was also honest and said, I don't have 50 bucks to my name. So I guess you'll just have to keep it. And in a lot of ways, I was grateful that the universe had had that car breakdown when it did. Uh, even though, you know, it got repossessed the day before my 30th birthday. Not quite how I wanted to celebrate my 30th birthday. But then I didn't have to put my car in the witness protection program. I didn't have to see them take it off of 
the driveway of my friend's home that I was staying at at the time because I didn't, of course, have my own home or couldn't pay rent, anything like that. So that was a gift. I, I had to find the silver lining. And I realized instead of being a millionaire at age 30, I was essentially homeless by default. I wasn't living on the streets thanks to the kindness of friends. Uh, I could not even pay my phone bill. Verizon shut my phone off. I had a shelter-in-place situation way before COVID-19. For me, that was COVID-2007, okay? And I had to start all over, but the blessing in that was I got a clean slate to the deepest level. And actually, by 2007, I had already talked to not one but two bankruptcy attorneys. I had some really huge shame around that. I, I didn't want to admit it when I did tell um, a couple family members they were very very upset with me yelled and screamed and said you know what that's not what we do that you know is kind of against our family name and don't do it and this that and the other and so I realized well I guess I can't talk to them about this you know so I kind of started this grieving process internally and I was so ashamed and so scared. I, I started manifesting a disease. I, I had depression. I had anxiety. Um, later, it turned into hypothyroidism, uh, which if you don't know a whole lot about that, it's part of the endocrine system. I had leaky gut, candida, a lot of stress, and of course, improper nutrition at the time. I used coffee and sugar as my coping mechanisms because they made my brain feel good for the moment which made me generally feel good for the moment. <laughs> Temporary quick fixes, right? And I just did that day in and day out. Didn't know what else to do. Found mentors, found healers and teachers. And over time, it took me five years to really recover from all that, still manifesting an autoimmune disease. And a lot of it was because I was afraid of speaking my truth a lot of it was shame and fear and trauma and not knowing who to trust and who to talk to. And the first bankruptcy attorney took some of my money and then kind of ran off. So I, I also had a lack of trust with bankruptcy attorneys. Um, my second bankruptcy attorney, uh, basically, I didn't have any money at that point anymore. So I couldn't even afford to file bankruptcy. Plus, I just was still ashamed of it. You know, so why am I sharing with you all of this? You know, there's 40 million plus unemployed people. There's, I forget, they, they said at one point 20 million jobs that have gone away and may never come back in the U.S. of A. And you may be tuning in from another country and you may be at rock bottom right now. If you're listening to this, maybe maybe you're afraid of bankruptcy. Maybe you're not able to pay your car note. Maybe you're not able to pay your mortgage. You know, now I've learned so much from that experience. You know, even the wealthiest of the wealthy in tough times like this, they defer their car payments. They defer any kind of notes that they can, even though they have millions of dollars in the bank, because that's just how they roll. That's how Warren Buffett Robert Kiyosaki, some of the greatest of all time, very ethical, honest people, by the way, they work the system. They're emotionally intelligent. They're financially 
responsible and they understand how banks work, how cars work, how money works for you. They understand you don't just work for your money, you find ways to leverage it and be in charge, be in control, uh, you know, opposite of allowing money to run and rule your life. You know, I grew up with that saying too, money is the root of all evil, you don't talk about it, this, that, and the other. And I know that is rampant in many households, even today amidst COVID-19. And I will tell you, even though it took me an additional two years after that second conversation with a bankruptcy attorney, took me two years actually when I found my husband, no shocker, he had gone through divorce, right? Um, He had some medical debt, uh, credit card debt, he had given up everything in the divorce just to have his freedom. (laughs) You know, the top biggest debts are usually from divorce and medical bills. It's not even business failures, guys. So I have empathy and understanding for no matter what your situation, I don't care. This is a judgment-free zone, okay? Because I will tell you, it took me five years to recover from the recession, and most of it was self-inflicted because I was afraid to talk about my truth, afraid to speak my voice, afraid to ask for help. I asked for help. But it, it, it was, you know, it was short-lived and I would kind of yo-yo and go back and forth and find great mentors and then sort of hide and run away and then go back and find them again and then riot, you know, just, just, I was just so distracted by the noise. And most of that noise was coming from my subconscious mind. And I've worked with subconscious mind coaches. I've interviewed them on my podcast. Hopefully you've been receiving those uh, healthyandwealthyandwise.com, getting some wisdom from some of the best of the best of the best. And I will never forget that day that my husband and actually our newborn baby, because um, we, we filed it summer 2009. So it's kind of bittersweet. I'm telling you this story 11 years post our baby was maybe two months, and I, I actually think, just realizing this now, I think it was actually this week, 2009, that we left the courthouse. We had a clean slate. And I talk to people about having a clean slate every day with your mindset, and a clean slate every day in your relationships, and always striving to be and become the best version of yourself so that the world can experience your greatness. Not just your family, but the world. And if you're hiding because of money, if you're hiding because of shame, if you're hiding because of trauma, then no one can experience your greatness, not even you. And when we drove away that day, I remember crying and just kind of like going, wow, I can't believe it. It's, it's finally over, right? Uh, and that was probably three years of pain and suffering for me that didn't need to happen. In fact, if if we could have filed sooner, it it could have ended it sooner and might have helped us recover sooner. We can never say, you know, there's always these what ifs, right, of our past and all of that. But I'm here to tell you, 
there's nothing wrong with bankruptcy. In fact, this Friday, I'm going to be interviewing John M. Given of the Given M. Um, sorry, John M. Given Law Office here in Southern California. And we're going to be talking about debt relief, how to get relief from the baggage, the bondage, the prison cell that debt can become for you or for me. We're also going to be talking about bankruptcy and, and who is it right for. I'm not telling you to file bankruptcy or, you know, if, if, uh, if you see it as an easy out or if you don't qualify or if you're taking advantage of the system or whatever, you know, there's, there's different philosophies on that. And I'm certainly not judgmental. I really, I really am probably about one of the least judgmental people you will find because I've been on the other end. I've had my shoe on the other foot. I've been judged. I've been told what I was doing was right, wrong, or terrible in the case of bankruptcy from some of those closest to me. And I know how damaging that can be to relationships. And of course, if you choose to give that power over to other people for their thoughts, because those don't have to be your thoughts, then it can be self-sabotage, self-destructive, all the way to the bank and create a legacy for your family that you probably don't want to pass on for generations to come. So I do hope that you can come in, uh, tune in on Friday. If not to the live, uh, it'll be on Facebook Live at 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 2.30 Central. Then tune into the recording. If you know someone who's struggling right now financially, they can't pay their mortgage, their car note, they're, they're not able to pay all their bills, they can barely even put food on the table because guess what? I had all of those things going on for me. Or if you know someone who's maybe not quite there yet, but it's a possibility, I would love for you to forward these podcasts to them. And even if they're not in California, it, it doesn't matter. It's just the education, the knowledge, the understanding, and the inspiration that I believe will change and transform their lives. Because no one deserves that heavy weight of shame, guilt, trauma, uh, all of that. That just that permeates your household, that permeates your life, that creates dis-ease, and then some. So come on Friday, tune in, bring your questions for John. He's actually going to talk about a clean slate, talk about wealth from the standpoint of how you can begin anew. And that's what I want to leave you with is you deserve a fresh start. And I'm not even saying you're listening to this and you qualify for bankruptcy. I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about how you deserve to be the best version of yourself to give that gift to your family, to your spouse, to your relationships, to your partnerships, to your business partners, to your colleagues, your customers, your, your you know, spiritual community, wherever you are in life, you deserve to be great. You don't have to start to be great. You just got to be and become it, do things differently, see things differently, hear things differently. And self-discover that uh, you don't have to hold yourself back. You don't have to limit yourself in any way, shape, or form. In your health, your wealth, and your wisdom. So I'll leave you with that note. Here's to your greatest health, your greatest wealth, and the best wisdom. To know the difference, to change your here and now so you can have the best future. And break those generational curses or bonds that may be holding your family back 
from whatever legacy it is that you deem fit for your family name, for your future generations to come if you choose to have that. And even if you don't have kids or you don't want to have a family, that's fine too. Just anyone you touch is your family. I believe that. Every single person you meet, you can make a difference in their lives and in their family's lives for generations to come. Until then, have a great week. Look forward to seeing you on our next call. Again, this is Lois Kofi with Lois Kofi Enterprises signing off for now. Have a great week and go out and be awesome.